stood by his mother's side. He laid the Savior in a manger. Oh, what a glorious night! Yeah, oh, what a glorious night! And I hear the angels singing, Hallelujah! Let the Christmas. Great to be in the house of the Lord on His day, the day we celebrate His birth. What a joy it is. Amen. Yes. Thank God. Thank you for being here. 
like to read to you the story. The day that changed everything. Reading from Luke, it says, At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was the descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who is now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son. And she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you the good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Did you know that your baby boy one day walked on waters? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know your baby boy gives sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. And the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The dumb will speak the praises of the Lamb. Mary, 
Did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? And the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Oh, Mary, did you know
going to pick up where I left off in Luke 2. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which is the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. And eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus. The name given him by the angel, even before he was conceived. And then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parent took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's an amazing story. An amazing story. Now we're excited to have our children. They're going to sing for us this morning. Do we have our children? Where are they? I think they're they going to come out. Here we go.
Praise God. All right. Hey, kids. Man, y'all did a great job. I just want to thank you and thank you to all the parents who got them here. Whose birthday is it? What do you do on somebody's birthday? You sing happy birthday. Can y'all help me sing that? All right, y'all, we're going to sing it, but y'all can join in too. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. All right, y'all can exit off. While our MDO kids are going to come in. Here we go. There we go. And how do you follow that? Y'all did a great job. (laughs) Interruptions. You know, your, your life is going one way. And before you know it, your life is interrupted. And every time there's interruptions, it's a reminder we're not in control. God is in control. Now, there are a few things we can control, but a lot of things are just out of our control. 
You know, and as I, as I read through and studied the, the birth of Jesus, I just thought about the word interruption. How Mary and Joseph's life were interrupted by God. I mean, you think about it. They had everything going. They were a young couple. They, they were engaged to be married. Everything was going fine. Their families were excited about their marriage. Everything was going great until an angel showed up and said, Mary, you are highly favored. You're going to have a baby, even though you've never known a man intimately. And this baby is going to be called the Son of God, and He's going to save His people from their sins. You know, Mary's life would never be the same. And as I thought about interruptions, I thought, you know, our life gets interrupted too. Life doesn't go the way we planned. And yet, in their case, Mary and Joseph graciously received God's interruption. And Joseph's life was interrupted just as much as Mary. I mean, you think about Joseph, he had a decision to make in his family. Were they going to support Joseph in marrying a girl who said she got pregnant and the, even though she had never known a man? And Mary would always be known as that girl who had a baby out of wedlock and said that she was still a virgin. Mary and Joseph probably did not feel like they were highly favored. The shame, the ridicule, the pain. And yet, they received God's interruptions. And I want to ask you this morning, Christmas morning, December 25th, How do you handle God's interruptions? Because your life will get interrupted. Your life will not go as planned. Things will happen. Job loss, loss of a loved one. Things don't work out. Plans are changed. The vacation doesn't go the way you want it to. Whatever it is, life is filled with interruptions. And the older I get, the more I figured out that God is behind a lot of our interruptions. He's at work. And what I've learned is that in, in these interruptions, God is trying to redirect my life. And so I want us to think about really two simple truths about Christmas, about the birth of our Lord. Two powerful, important truths. First one, and that is that God's grace and truth had been revealed. You see this in the book of John. This is not the normal verse that you read about on Christmas or about Christmas, but it talks about it nonetheless. In John chapter 1, verse 14, it says this, And the Word became flesh. And dwelt among us. Well, that's the birth of Jesus. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Remember that phrase, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, 
He who comes after me is preferred before me, and he was before me. Verse 16. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Think about that. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth, there's that same phrase, came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten of the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Think about this. God revealed grace and truth on that Christmas day. The day Jesus was born, grace and truth came. You see, up until that point, it was all about the law. It was all about following rules. It was all about the Old Testament and the laws and the new, and the, uh, the Ten Commandments and all of the regulations that came with the law. That day, God interrupted the world with good news. You think about this. That Jesus came to give us a better life. A life that's better and different than the law. See, there's something about the law, and that is trying to be good on your own, you never quite measure up. You never quite make it. It's never good enough. And think about this. For a thousand years, over a thousand years, the Jews tried to be good enough under the law, but they were never able to fulfill the law. They were never able to keep the law perfectly. No one ever kept the law perfectly. That's the reason Jesus came, because the law was never designed to give us grace and truth. It just gave us the law. It gave us the rules. It gave us the regulations. But we did not have the capacity to keep the law. We didn't have the ability to be good on our own. And so that day... The day Jesus came to this earth. And I hear a lot of people there worrying about and they get all bent out of shape on was December 25th the actual day? I don't think it really matters. What matters is that he came. He was born. He came to this world. And I don't think it really matters what day he came. What matters is that we can have a time to recognize and receive the truth that grace, grace and truth have been revealed instead of the law. You know, I see lots of people living frustrated lives. They try to be good. They go to church. They try to keep the law. They try to keep the Ten Commandments. They're never able to. And yet you have to understand The reason Jesus came was to set us free from the law. Because here's the truth. Jesus is the law living inside of us. That's the great truth. Instead of having a law out here, say, I've got to keep that law. And and in order to keep that law, then I'm going to please God. That's not what he wanted. He wanted Jesus who wrote the law, who understood the law who is the intent and the purpose behind the law, to come and live inside of us. And then every day would be exciting. Every day would be exciting as we allow Him to live inside of us. 
No wonder. No wonder the angels sang glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men, because up until that point, there was no peace. And I was studying throughout the book of John this month, and and I I came across a passage in John 15, and as I read verse 22, I tell you, the Lord just arrested me. I want you to read that verse with me. doesn't really make a lot of sense in terms of Christmas, but this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, I was reading verse 22. It says, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. But I want to tell you, the part that jumped out at me was that first part. If I had not come. I just want you to join with me just for a moment and think. What would your life be like? What would this world be like? What would the America we live in, what would this world be like if he had not come? If he had not come, you would wake up and there would be no churches. There would not be a church like this. There would not be a church anywhere. There would be no place of refuge. There would not be a reason for a church. There would be no Bibles. Nowhere would you find a Bible. And you get asked to go speak. At your loved one's funeral. And can you imagine? You can't say a word of comfort. You can't say anything about knowing that you'll see them again. Why? Because he hadn't come. Grace, truth, hope, mercy. There would be no eternal life. There would be no redemption of sin. Of all people, we would be most miserable. And I thought about this and I thought, you know, what's really amazing is that we would have no forgiveness of sin. And because we had no forgiveness of sin, we would not be able to forgive others. Everything would be about judgment and condemnation, retribution, revenge, because there's no forgiveness. If we have never experienced God's forgiveness, we can't forgive others. That's what it would be like if Jesus had not come. I just want you just for a moment, if you can do this, to consider what your life would be like if you take everything that has to do with God and Jesus out. What would your life be like? I want to tell you, it would be a miserable life. It would be a miserable life. And this world would be a miserable world. No wonder the the angels shouted and sang glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Because grace and truth has been revealed. The redemption of mankind has come. The one who would redeem us and restore us and forgive us and give us hope. Can you imagine life with no hope? You know, I just, I just sat there pondering what would my life be like if Jesus had not come? What would it be like? And yet the good news... <laughs> 
He did come. Thank God, He did come. He is here. He still lives. Redemption is here. Forgiveness of sin is here. Jesus came and He lived and He died so that you and I could have the greatest gift and all of creation, that new life where we receive forgiveness. And then when we receive forgiveness, we begin a brand new life. We begin a new way. And it's not a way of keeping the law. It's not a way of having to follow rules and regulations. It's a way of saying, Jesus, I want you to live within me. I want you to live within me and make me a brand new person. Thank you, Lord, that you can forgive me and restore me. You can have new life. Everybody thinks about gifts on Christmas. But the greatest gift is the gift of new life. The gift of forgiveness of sin. It's the greatest gift. And I just wonder if there's anybody here, if you're frustrated from having to try to be good enough. You're frustrated because, and maybe you might say, oh, I've tried religion. I've tried church. Well, try Jesus. Try Jesus. Try Jesus living inside of you, forgiving you of your sins, living His life inside of you. There's a huge difference between religion and church and letting Jesus Christ live in you. And I pray our church would always be about the new life that is in Christ Jesus, not following rules and regulations. It's about letting Jesus live in you. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads just for a moment. Heavenly Father, glorious Lord, King of all kings, I want to say thank you, Lord, that you came. Thank you that you were willing to come to leave your place of glory in heaven. To be born as a man, to be born as a little baby, so that you would have sinless blood, you were born of a virgin. And you lived a sinless life, so that you could give your life willingly for us, and shed your blood on the cross, so that we could have that new life. I want to thank you, Lord, for setting us free from thinking we have to be good enough. Lord, I want to pray for individuals in this room this morning. They made it today because it's Christmas. But Lord, I pray that today, this Christmas, they would receive the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive. The gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness of sin, the gift of new life that comes when we surrender to your Lordship. Lord, I believe that there are people in this room who hunger and thirst to know you, 
to have that kind of relationship. And Lord, I pray that today they would receive that great gift. Thank you, Lord. And I ask if you would to stand to your feet. We're going to sing, Oh, come, let us adore him. And as we sing that, I'm going to ask if you would be willing to get out of your seat. Meet me right here. If you would be willing to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. And you would be willing on this Christmas day to receive the greatest gift. And that is the gift of salvation. The gift of forgiveness of your sin. Let Jesus Christ come into your life. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts of men and women. Boys and girls right now. And as we sing this, I'm just going to ask you to make your way out of your chair. Come all the way down here. I want to pray with you to receive that great gift. Let's sing it. Thank you, Lord. Would you come? If you would like to receive the greatest gift of salvation you can possibly receive, I just want to ask you to come right now and pray with me. And let's receive the greatest gift. Oh, ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Anyone. else before we pray with these anybody else you want to receive the gift of life the gift of forgiveness anybody I don't want to move ahead of you but at the same time I want to give you that opportunity this is the opportunity you have to receive new life thank you thank you for responding anybody else yes come on yes thank you for coming don't put it off Don't put it off. Children, adults, teenagers, anybody. Receive the greatest. Make this the greatest Christmas you will ever have. Amen. Anybody? Parents, if you want to come with your children, that's good. Your children want to come. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Willie. Two children. Amen. New family. Your little brother. Awesome. Hey. Thank you for coming. Anybody else? Hey, Andrea. Praise God. Anybody else? Old family here. Hey, Brandon. This your family, your children. 
Praise God. Hey, hey. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. All right. Anybody else? What we want to do is we just want to pray out loud. We want to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. And here's the amazing thing is that this is, this is free. It's a gift of salvation. You can't earn it. And it's available for every age, every person. It's amazing. God cares about you. He loves you. He died on the cross for you. And here's what happens. When we pray, according to the Word of God, when we pray, God does heart surgery. He takes out our old heart, puts in a new heart, and then He puts His Holy Spirit to live inside of us. Just an amazing thing. And you will never be the same. You will never be the same after this day, I want to assure you. And the work starts working on the inside of you. All the old junk on the outside starts falling off. Old ways, old thoughts, old ideas, old words. You become a brand new person in Christ. I'm going to ask if you would as a congregation who this has happened to you. Many of you, if you just stretch out your hand in faith. I'm going to ask all of you if you would just pray out loud with me. Let's pray it out loud. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you my heart, Lord. I am a sinner. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord. Jesus, take over. Give me a new heart. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Make me a brand new person from the inside out. I will never be the same. Today, I am born again. I received the gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.